0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to Heat Watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. Who finally have internet, maybe. 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 <laughs> you never really know with the internet. You never really know. So we've got, we've got some topics today that are basically just an excuse for us to sit here and shoot the shit and do nothing else.
1: Yeah, we're diving into one of our favorite grab bags, the uh, sloppy seconds from PCHH. Yes. (laughs) And both topics
0: are from this grab bag. Yeah. So thanks fans of other content. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate everything that you do.
1: If you do have requests for our show, though, you can always tell us more about them on Twitter. It's true. We're also open to our own grab bag of requests.
0: Yes, you can make a grab bag just for us. Yeah. I'm not mad about at least one of these topics, though, because it feels like my personal brand. It really does. And that is things you refuse to watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You have a lot of feelings about that.
0: My my issue as I was prepping for this is that I basically just refused to watch everything. Mm-hmm. And so I have an incoherent list of just names of things and there's no, <laughs> no common theme. There's no like through line. I just don't want to watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That really just ties
1: in well with you telling me that you hadn't watched anything for any of our future episodes.
0: Yeah. You know, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been in bed at 8 o'clock for the last, like, three nights. <laughs> Sorry to keep you up so late. <laughs> it just makes that content life really challenging. It's so challenging. Uh, but then we're going to be talking about a topic... That uh feels pretty freeform to me. I'm interested to see how how we Yeah, I don't really this. know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I know why I chose it, but that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's regrettable
0: hobbies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like this podcast? Like
0: this podcast that we chose to do. <laughs> it was maybe the most regrettable hobby of all <laughs> oh no that's not true no we
1: wouldn't have outlander without this podcast
0: it's so true anyway anyway tell me about some stuff you refuse to watch
1: (laughs) so i think i'm gonna think of more things as you tell me things that you refuse to watch
0: sure but
1: the thing that came to mind first that I feel most strongly about, and I don't know necessarily why, but I was kind of interpreting this as like things I just stubbornly f- feel like I'm better than,
0: <laughs> yeah, or smarter
1: than. Um, is Ozark? Yep. A Netflix original. Oh, that's right.
0: This was really just an excuse for
1: <laughs> yeah. for you to
0: get on the soapbox.
1: And I don't even deserve to, because I've never watched it. <laughs> so I don't, like, but because that's I refuse to watch it. That's the whole point, my it, love. I guess that's why this works. Right. But. That's
0: that's how that happened. I based
1: this entirely off of that one time that Catherine Van Aaron Nock watched it, and tweeted screenshots of how dark it was, and then talked about how bad it was. <laughs> and really, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> to know that it was bad. And it comes up often for some reason. Like people keep recommending Ozark to me and I have to keep saying like, no, I'm just not going to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: not even the socially like, sure, I'll add it to my list. But like, no, just no. Right. And they're like, but it's really good. And then I have to come up with something like, Oh, I just have picky taste. <laughs> it's
0: awkward. <laughs> Because yeah, I can't which, be
1: like, you know, everything you like
0: is bad. Although, I'm picky doesn't necessarily sound any better than that.
1: Well, I don't know how to say I'm an elitist, so...
0: <laughs> I mean, that that's what that means.
1: <laughs> I know, but picky sounds nicer.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, sure.
1: I mean, what am I supposed to say?
0: You're not. I heard really. it was there's bad. No, there's no winning. Like, the problem no. with talking about content is that people get excited about content and then just expect you to also be excited. And I, right. I'm just not excited about everything. Right. So, every time someone r-
1: suggests it to me, I'm even more stubborn about not watching it ever. Yeah. It also just seems dumb.
0: It does seem dumb. I'm not sure what it wants for me, but I don't think it wants anything positive.
1: I watched like two seasons of Bloodline, and that was mostly everything I needed to know about Netflix dramas that are dark and <laughs> blue-toned.
0: Yes. Yep. Plus, we're all mad at Jason Bateman, so.
1: Yeah, we're a little, a little peeved.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're so mad at him.
1: <laughs> um, do you have one you want to toss out there in the world?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess along those lines, like, in terms of a show that a lot of people keep telling me I need to watch, and every time I say I don't watch it, they're like, oh my god, what? You would love it! And I'm like, you clearly know nothing about me, um, is Westworld.
1: I have that on my list, too!
0: I have literally sat in my in my boss's office in my workplace and said the words, Westworld can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> because eventually i was so sick of the other people in that office telling me i had to watch westworld because the thing that happens is they come in every day after watching westworld and they know that i like tv and so they're like westworld and i'm like look there's only so many other ways i can tell you that i am not interested in westworld right now
1: it's yeah i have Plus no time I like, for it i
0: I read the think pieces, so I feel like I've earned the right to, like, not have time for it.
1: I, like, generally don't have time for HBO, like, being on a Thai horse, and this seems like peak HBO being on a tie horse.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I did have a moment after liking Solo where I was like, wait, do I like space westerns? Does that mean I have to watch Westworld now? <laughs> but the answer is no, I do not have to watch Westworld.
0: Well, because the whole thing about space westerns in Solo, for you, was the hijinks. And Westworld is not about the hijinks. Westworld is like Ozark, where it's about the darkness.
1: Yeah, and ain't nobody got time for that shit.
0: No. No, y'all, have you, like, read the news this week? I don't need HBO's shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, like, topical content that people feel is important but I can't deal with is um, Handmaid's Tale.
0: Oh, that was on my list!
1: I watched, like, one or maybe two episodes and was like, I think I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you have one up on me because you have read the book. Yeah. Which I feel like is a worthwhile investment in pop culture. But, like, at the exact moment that the the show came out, it was... Everything was just too much. And I was like, I don't think I can handle being punished by topical Mm -mm. content. And then there was so much um, like skepticism and mistrust around season two from people who liked season one and thought that season one was important. Yeah. That I was like, I'm definitely not trying to fuck with that. Like, I don't want to be punished and also be experiencing subpar content.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: And so far, the think pieces continue to justify that because, like, there's not a a ton of love for season two where it's at right now.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Which, that's fine with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just, I feel like Hulu, I feel like it wasn't wrong for Hulu to do the thing with the first season. I feel like they were like twisting the knife a little bit too much with season two and it was like we get it
1: nobody ever just lets things be a one season like thing
0: no and there's so much beauty to a limited series Mm-hmm. like sometimes stories are meant to be shorter right they're not meant to be indefinite so yeah hbo could learn a lesson Yes.
1: I think I think that's also going to happen with um, the second season of Big Little Lies. It's going to be the same deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just because, like, it was a book and they did the book and it was really good.
0: Yeah. And now here we are. And now it's season two is happening. For some reason. It's sad, too, because I feel like there is a lack of female-centric content that is of, like, the quality... Of Big Little Lies and Handmaid's Tale. But that doesn't mean that you keep beating those dead horses. It means you make more of the content. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be the same series. Exactly.
1: Speaking of things that just go on and on and get more pieces and seem to be just a nightmare that's out there in the (laughs) television landscape. um, Something I refuse to watch is any franchise
0: of The Real Housewives. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I mean, at this point, I feel that way about, like, pretty much any unscripted television.
1: Right. I mean, unless it's British.
0: Yeah. That's true. The occasional... Cottage Life UK is still acceptable.
1: <laughs> or Projects, your favorite show of all time. Oh,
0: I do love me Projects. <laughs> all right, fine. See? <laughs> Breaking down my walls. But no, I'm with you <laughs> like the Yeah, the like ensemble reality shows. Any brand of reality, reality show
1: that involves like throwing wine, I'm not interested in. <laughs>
0: I like that as like a genre marker.
1: It's true though. <laughs> um what else you got? What do you refuse to watch?
0: Um so interestingly, I found um I found myself coming up with like a lot of kind of vintage shows. Actually, before I get to those, you want to know the like other modern one that everyone's obsessed with that I'm refusing. What's it's that? Riverdale.
1: Yeah, I'm refusing to watch that, too.
0: I just don't... I don't understand what it wants for me, and I feel like every time I get information about it, it's, like, so much more buck wild than I thought, and I just... I can't figure it out, and no thank you.
1: Yeah, and, like, I'm... I don't know that I'm here for, like, a high school... Drama at this point, but I certainly was, and I certainly could be. But Riverdale's not for me.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't. It just it seems a little extra. So it's like it's extra. not even just a just a high school drama. It's like it seems like it's got some extra happening. Right. I don't know. It certainly
1: does. Certainly does.
0: Um, another one that's
1: in that vein is 13 Reasons Why, and I refuse to watch that, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Fuck no. Hard Pass. Hard Pass. I That was one of those shows where I just can't believe that someone, like, read the package for it and was like, this is a great idea. Right. Like, that is absolutely when you see evidence of the fact that there are, like, ten people at Netflix with green light power. yikes, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say before I got distracted by Riverdale, because I feel like this is going to take us down a different path, is I found myself coming up with a bunch of, like, retro shows. Okay. Like, m- pretty old shows that people reference constantly that seem to be, like, formative for them and, like, for everyone that I missed out on. That I'm just, like, not interested in getting back to. Okay. And so... So the opposite of my brand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The very first one that came to my mind this evening when I first started writing this list was Saved by the Bell. Okay. I don't know why that was the one that came to mind. But, like, I, I just... It's dumb and I don't understand why everyone wants me to watch it.
1: People want you to watch it?
0: Well, I just... I feel like people talk about it constantly. I hear about it so much more than one might think.
1: I just figure it's like, I missed the
0: boat and that's fine. Yeah. But But
1: that's fair. It does come up.
0: I feel like, though... maybe that's the through line on my whole list Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i feel like i have a ton of like other retro ones where that's certainly true like i missed i missed it in its time but there are also like more modern ones where that's true like i think that's at least in part my beef with the americans
1: what that you missed the boat
0: i think so Like, I think there comes this point where there's, like, so many seasons and so many feelings from all the people who've watched it, where I'm just like, this is too much. I cannot enter this.
1: I'm pushing back on the Americans,
0: but... I know you are.
1: I understand.
0: I just think the Americans wants too much from me.
1: I'm having a lot of success with introducing Danny to this show, and I think if he can get on board, then you probably could too because it's not that I don't know I don't think it's asking as much of you as you think it is
0: I just feel like everyone has a lot of feelings about it and there's like a bunch of nuance and stuff and I'm supposed to like feel things about like marriage and partnership and country and stuff and (sighs) I mean you're mostly
1: supposed to just feel things about storytelling
0: but Yeah, that's a lot, too, though.
1: But I feel like if you made it through Mad Men, this is, like, easy mode Mad Men. With, like, a lot well, less see, of Glenn.
0: I tried to refuse Mad Men, too. Mm-hmm. I was, like, fully ready to refuse Mad Men, and then you forced Mad Men Carousel on me. And right. it a little bit changed my life, but I wasn't looking for that.
1: So I have to wait for Matt Zoller to write the American version of <laughs> yeah. Mad Men Carousel? Basically,
0: the way you change my mind is with books by Matt Zoller It
1: was in TV the book as a
0: incomplete contender. It was, it's true. I don't know, I just feel like there's, like, I feel like any time a show has a following, that becomes intimidating to me. Especially as the show comes to a close and people have, like, a formed opinion about it.
1: But I think it was a casual enough following. I think, like, the Outlander fans are a lot more aggressive than the Americans fans.
0: But I can deal with Outlander fans because they're your typical, like, fandom types. Like, fandom types are different than, like, critic fans. Yeah. You know, like... Because the, the types of people we're dealing with in the Outlander fandom are the types of people who go on the Stars online store and buy, like, <laughs> t-shirts with silhouettes of Claire's face on them. Right. But, like, the kinds of people who have, like, feelings about the Americans are the kinds of people who write long think pieces about things that matter. I know. Why are you
1: against that? You love think pieces.
0: I, I'm i not against it. It's just what makes me think that this show wants things from me, and I don't no. know if I have things to give. I think I missed the boat.
1: I don't think you did, but you can keep <laughs> standing on your pedestal of refusing to watch it because that's the purpose of this,
0: this discussion. Segment. I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll watch it. I just, like, I just feel like there's a barrier. I just think it's lower than you think it is. Ugh. <sighs> All barriers are higher than you think they are right now.
1: <laughs> I will say if you get to episode five or six, there's a big payoff for you in that one. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take too long to get on
0: board. To get into it.
1: To get all aboard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raise those ship flags.
1: Always, always, always. Always. Um, I have something that isn't something I watch, but is something I refuse to watch in spirit. (laughs) Um, Max Fun content.
0: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, Kelsey has, like, an infinite beef with the Max Fun network.
1: I hate everything it stands for, and mostly that just means, like, fun. Apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, against the fact that people are nice to each other.
1: I hate, like, how how campy it is and yeah. how, like, goofy it is. I, I just can't. And they have the <laughs> Max Fun Drive, and I hate that. And, like, it's such a particular brand that I can pinpoint. It is pinpoint a very particular I, brand. I don't like anything about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she's had this ongoing beef with the Max Fun Network for years. And she's had this ongoing beef with the McElroy brothers for years. Oh, I hate them. But she listens to at least one McElroy show on the regs.
1: Only one and not on the regs. It's like my backup, backup.
0: Okay, you say that, but you definitely talk about it more than I talk to you about any McElroy shows.
1: Because every time I listen to him talk, I'm irritated. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, you're over here throwing the shade, but you still download the thing.
1: But I don't enjoy it. <laughs> and, and that gives me enough information to know that I refuse all Max Fun content outside of that one. And even that one That's is like so a really funny. tough pill of sunshine to swallow.
0: <laughs> I was just laughing and yawning at the same time. <laughs> but that was a really good line. <laughs> oh
1: my it's just God. too earnest for me and too pure.
0: Uh you're wild. I do listen to two McElroy shows, but that's all I listen to from the Max Fun network. And I'm not as allergic to Max Fun as you are, but I definitely also don't feel like I fit into their brand. No,
1: like, the worst thing about listening to Max Fun is listening to their cross promotion for their other shows because they all are, like, the same brand of, like, not even awkward, but yeah. just, like, it's the same formula. Too. Too nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, too corny. Uh-huh. And campy, and I don't know. It's just too much for me. <laughs> it's like, if you were a theater kid, then you, you like max fun, and if you weren't a theater kid, you
0: can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey's broken inside. Whatever. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
1: do you have anything else that you refuse to watch, or... Watch in quotes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I have, like, a long assorted list. I don't have, like, anything in particular. I think, like, the bottom line for me is, like, I I very immediately get allergic to anything that has, like, too big of a following or, right. like, too passionate of a following. So, like, I'm kind of having a hard time right now with Killing Eve because Allison yeah. Shoemaker is too obsessed with it. yeah. And that's, like, turning me off. And it's a bizarre thing to be like, oh, you like this thing a lot and you think it's really good? Well, then fuck you. I'm not watching it. But that's a little bit where I'm at in life.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair response sometimes, though.
0: It's just like that. Too much hype is just like a a barrier to entry for me.
1: (laughs) That's understandable. But not always, only sometimes.
0: Only sometimes. But then I also feel like there's, like, the mass market stuff that's, like, too much for me. So anytime something has, uh, you know, like a franchise has, like, too many movies, like, I, I was trying to avoid Star Wars for this reason. There's just, like, too much Star Wars in this world. I don't need that. But I've been sucked in
1: speaking of what um i refuse to watch any lord of the rings content ever again
0: ever again
1: well like what i've seen i've hated and i never want to watch any more of it or any of that again
0: that's really funny (laughs) i actually don't mind lord of the rings
1: oh it's so it's not my jam nothing happens
0: it is extremely long. That was during that weird period in filmmaking where they were like, what if every movie was five hours?
1: I don't know that they've gotten away from that completely yet. <laughs>
0: That's sad. I know. Um, Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't read the books. I tried and I, I've tried like four or five different times and I've never been able to make it past the first chapter of the first book. It's like, not for me yeah i don't mind movies no i'm i'm just (laughs) done with them (laughs) but i like i mean i've thought about this a lot with like the all the marvel movies and the guardians of the galaxy movies and like whatever else there's just like too many franchises that have too much stuff yeah and it it just like gets exhausting it is exhausting it's true Because there's, like, world building involved, and, like, if you, like, hop in in the middle of a movie, then you're missing context from, like, another movie, but then the movies are in, like, competition with each other, so there was, like, the Wonder Woman movie, but then Wonder Woman was in some other movie that came out right after, and, like, the portrayal of her was different, and so people were mad about stuff, and it's... uh... Yeah. Uh... Yeah. I have been watching some of the
1: Marvel movies now, and, like, anyone from the Thought Bubble Audio Sphere can just, like, plug your ears for a second. But, (laughs) like, you don't actually need to pay attention to what happens, and you don't actually need to see all the movies, because they hold your hand so much.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I guess they would have to, because you're gonna have to assume that with every single movie, there's an at least a portion of your audience that's new, yeah, you know, like it's, it's like a, a previously
1: on except it's like built in,
0: but like for a movie, yeah, yeah, it just it feels like it's too expansive, like talk about wanting stuff from me, <laughs> yeah, it you would never
1: survive, I barely am, and I'm only watching some of them. <laughs>
0: And, like, none of this is to say that there's anything wrong with people who do invest in that. Like, I see the value in there being that expansive of, like, a world of content to engage with. I just can't do it.
1: No. That's fair. I do like diving into something that has a lot of content, though, on the flip side of that. Like, more on the TV side, but, like... If there's seven seasons of a show and I like it and I've just started it, that's, like, great news
0: for me. Sometimes it's great news for me. Sometimes it's horrifying. Yeah. It really it really depends on, like, where I'm at at the time that I start the show. And, like, like when I started Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I had five seasons. And yeah. that was very exciting to me. Right. And, like, when I started Outlander... We had three seasons, and that was also very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. But when I started Mad Men, you know, Mad Men had been over for however many fucking years. So I had, what, six seasons? Something like that. And that was... Maybe seven? ...horrifying yeah. to me. That was so scary. <laughs> I was so tired by the time I got to season three. And, like, it took me most of the first three seasons to get into it, but halfway through season three was when i finally bought in but i was just so tired same was true for game of thrones when i started game of thrones they were on like season four and i had the same feeling of like this is gonna take me all of time and it feels like it has oh yeah we're gonna be we're never getting off this ride we're gonna be on this ride until we all die
1: (laughs) (laughs) well now there's spin-off content coming
0: oh good
1: that is maybe something that I refuse to watch.
0: Yeah, I can't get into the prequel shit. No. I also, generally speaking, refuse to get into prequels and sequels.
1: I don't know that I can take a stance on that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I definitely don't like prequels as a rule. I mean, every once in a while, there are ones that are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't... <sighs> It makes it sound like I'm opposed to world building in general, but generally speaking, I feel like the information from the past that's presented in a narrative was, like, purposefully selected to be all of the, like, information that you need. Yeah. And so, you know, like, that's my beef with people who want the prequel series for Harry Potter that follow around the Marauders is, like... I feel like over the course of seven books, we were told everything about James and Lily Potter and their crew that we would need to know.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I don't actually care what their day-to-day at Hogwarts was like.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, like, a little more averse to sequels because they've just been, like, they're such an easy go-to. At least, like, a prequel, you're stuck in a formula
0: you have to work in a little bit more. But i hear what you're saying i i also get tired of sequels because just for that reason like it's so rare that it actually progresses the narrative yeah if it was not originally designed that way like if it didn't come out as like a trilogy or a whatever then like you probably don't have more story to tell
1: right like you just want to make money
0: yeah exactly Which, like, fine, but... (laughs) But, like, call it what it is. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're sitting on a narrative and ten years later you're like, you know what? Let's actually do more to this narrative. Then you just, like, you're just cashing in on the only good idea you ever had. (sighs) Sick burn! Sick burn. That's a gross generalization, so, like, don't at me. (laughs) I know that's not true of all continued series. I'm just saying at face value. Yeah.
1: Do you know what's something that I was wrong about that I refused to watch? What were you wrong about? I was wrong about Parks and Rec.
0: Oh yes. I put up a very long fight, like a four year fight about Parks and Rec.
1: I blame the marketing because I was under the impression that it was literally trying to do The Office again.
0: Right. Yeah, I blame the marketing and I just outright blame The Office because... So Parks and Rec was brought to my consciousness right as The Office, or as I was dropping off with The Office. I always think of it as that being when The Office ended, but that was just when I ended my relationship (laughs) with The Office. Mm -hmm. And... I, probably because of the marketing, um, trying to tie it in so much to The Office, I was just like, I don't want anything ever remotely close to this brand of humor.
1: That was not my reason, but I, yeah.
0: (laughs) The Office and I did not end on good terms, so. (laughs) That's tough. Yeah.
1: I think I was earlier than you were,
0: maybe. In giving up on it? No,
1: in getting introduced to Parks and Rec.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't start watching Parks and Rec until until I came home from Prague.
1: Yeah.
0: It was I mean it was 2014 when mm-hmm. I got into it.
1: Yeah. No, I was like mad about it from the beginning. Yeah. But I didn't know and now I know and I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a friend who in college who spent like 3 years telling me That Parks and Rec was nothing like The Office, it was better, and that I was missing out on very important things by not watching Mm -hmm. it. And I kept being Mm -hmm. like, no, fuck that. Yep. And now it is, like, a pillar of my life.
1: (laughs) So sometimes when we refuse to watch things, we're
0: wrong, guys. Well, we also were both refusing to watch Jane the Virgin. Yep. And look at how that went for us. Marketing matters. Marketing really matters. Also, like, I guess open-mindedness matters sometimes. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) frame it in a
1: way that describes what it actually is. Yeah. (laughs) That might help.
0: Maybe. The CW, in particular, is the worst at that.
1: Yeah. They can't be trusted. I guess, although they, I guess they can.
0: (laughs) They can, because they did give us Jane the Virgin. (laughs) (laughs) They did.
1: (laughs) I have a weird relationship with them now. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about some regrettable
0: hobbies? Yeah, let's talk about that. I don't really know where to begin. So you found this on the Facebook. Yeah. And when you found it, you were really excited about it. So what was your, like, read on the topic that made you think it would be, like, a fun and funny conversation to have?
1: Well, when I found... (laughs) When I found this, I was, um, I think I was either just had done or was in the process of a regrettable hobby that I decided that I was going to do, which, which was doing a puzzle.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and... You were in the middle of your puzzle. Yeah. There's, like,
1: something about the way my brain works where if I'm around a puzzle, I can't <laughs> do anything besides fix the puzzle <laughs> like i can't like go watch tv because the puzzle's there to do uh-huh. or i can't do any like it's in my mind like a thing that's just there constantly and so it was very regrettable because i bought it for a three-day weekend because it was gonna rain and then that's what i did with my entire three-day weekend. that's true <laughs> The snaps were really good.
0: Oh my god, for like hours and hours. That's what I did. We also both learned about each other in that moment that we liked puzzles. Yeah! We didn't previously know this. We had no idea. (laughs) Well, because it's not like people do puzzles often. (laughs) Right.
1: Although I was inspired because Frank and Marissa were doing puzzles, and they had it on their Instagram stories, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe I
0: should do puzzles. Maybe I should do a puzzle.
1: I usually try to just not ever get around them because I get that way.
0: And <laughs> well, I just never think to do them. Like, my mom and my grandmother would do them from time to time when I was a kid, but because they have to take up, like, a static space the whole time you're doing them, Yeah, it's not like they were out often. And so then from there, they sort of became the thing that I would do, like, when I would go to, like, Lauren's family camp. Yeah. Like, if it was raining, we would hang out and do a puzzle. And, like, a couple years ago, we went down there for, like, a week. And it is – it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone signal. There's no internet. Like, you are – you are there with only the person you're there with. So we were there for, like, a week, and it rained for the better part of the week. (laughs) And so we just, like, sat in the kitchen of this cabin with, like, the wood stove going, doing the same train puzzle. Oh no! <laughs> and it was very lovely. I still think back fondly to that. Oh boy! But that's like what I save puzzles for. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're definitely not an all the time thing. Although we don't eat at our kitchen table, so that's a great spot for a puzzle.
0: That's true. That's true. You could have some serious puzzles going on there.
1: But I'm like scared to bring another one home because of <laughs> getting engrossed in it again. Yeah,
0: I feel like the real shame of puzzles is like. What do you do with them once they're done?
1: I know. That is the worst part. I feel like they should be like a library book that you borrow.
0: Yes. There are some libraries that do that. Really? Yeah. The, um, they refer to them as like libraries of things or libraries of stuff oh, or whatever where yeah, you can like yeah. check out books and games or books. You can check out like games and puzzles and um, in some places like gardening supplies and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Things I know because of my job.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do now have this thousand-piece puzzle to share next time you go to the cabin.
0: There you go. But, like, what? Like, how many times are you going to do the same puzzle?
1: I don't think I'd ever do the same one twice, unless I was desperate.
0: And then, like, your choice is to put that spray stuff on it and, like, frame it. But, like, what the fuck are you going to do with the puzzle?
1: Like, I, I don't need stock photography framed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know. I
0: like that, though. But that was my regrettable hobby that, that inspired was your... this. That's true. I forgot that that's how we got there. <laughs> I like that a lot, though. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I wish I had written this all down when we first thought of it, because I felt like I had a lot. And now all I can really think of is, like, knitting, which is not the that regrettable. It's, like, a pretty average hobby.
1: But, like, when you have one that you can't figure out, then it's regrettable. Instantly. Yeah. Or if you make a mistake and you have to take it out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which I did, like, three times recently.
0: (laughs) On the world's
1: easiest sweater.
0: Yeah, you've had some knitting drama. Yeah. But
1: all my knitting drama has solved itself.
0: Well, that's good. That's worth something.
1: It is. But it is sometimes a regrettable hobby.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, what makes a hobby regrettable? Is it, like, the the silliness level? Or, like, the amount of nerdy information that you have to keep in your brain about it?
1: It could be a little bit of both. Or it could be, like, thinking of, like, what you could be better spending your time doing.
0: yeah that's fair (laughs) that's definitely fair I don't know at this point in my career would you consider spreadsheet creation one of my hobbies
1: (laughs) it might as well be it's like one of your trademarks
0: it is definitely (laughs) I have like three different spreadsheets that are managing my personal life right now
1: totally normal and fine
0: it's definitely very casual Not a a regrettable hobby. I'm a laid-back individual. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) Very relaxed. (laughs) I don't know. What else is a regrettable hobby? Well, if we're talking about things that require you to have, like, weird levels of, like, oddly specific knowledge, I would count, like, chicken keeping among my weird hobbies. (laughs) I mean, I don't own any on my property, but um, I've helped my mom with her chickens. Yeah. And I just, I have such a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> so, yeah. That has a very specific purpose. Yeah. There's, like, a, a certain number of neurons in my brain that can do nothing else except yep. that. That is for sure. Which, like... It's it's almost like a party trick. Like, when you pull out one of those weird nuggets of information, people are like, oh, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you're like, do you want to see my spreadsheet?
0: Do you want to see my spreadsheet? <laughs> yeah. I also feel like putting together, like, prefab furniture is practically one of my hobbies at this point because of the amount of enjoyment I get out of it. Oh, boy. I really like putting together prefab furniture.
1: It can be satisfying because it's like a puzzle! It-
0: <laughs> it's a puzzle, but for your house.
1: It is. <laughs> um, another regrettable hobby could be enjoying beer and buying beer that's true and going to breweries because like it's not always fun
0: no it's definitely not
1: <laughs> like sometimes you get to a brewery and you're like i actually don't want to wait in line for an hour to get a beer
0: yeah And i hate that don't want to deal with all these loud hipsters no. if this dickwad hogging the bar says one more dumb thing about hops i'm gonna kill him yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, or, like, we just got a Tavour box. T- uh. Tavor Tavour. Unclear how that's pronounced. Yeah. So figure it out yourselves. Uh, but every day it sends you a push notification to, like, buy this rare beer. And that was <laughs> regrettable.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: so far it's been really good. It's just really expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, so I feel that way about my hobby of craft cocktails. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, like we're very fortunate that there's now like a small industry of craft distilleries here, so I have like my choice of like small batch liquor, but it's all very expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard to keep up with, and like, you know, like making cocktails is not a- the most practical hobby. <laughs> no, it's
1: always more effort than it takes to like drink the drink.
0: Well, I'm like. Kind of, it's like a good idea to have other people to enjoy that with, which I don't. I live in a beer household. Yeah. Like, all I want is, you know, constant gin. Right. That is regrettable. (laughs) Or like, being into wine and not having anyone to share a bottle with, so your wine is always going bad. How does your wine go bad? I can't get through a whole bottle by myself.
1: But wine lasts for two days.
0: Yeah, I can't get through a whole bottle that fast.
1: Oh. You need to get back up to speed
0: once you have this child. <laughs> I'll help you. I it like it would take me a good like five days to get through a bottle and it always oxidizes before then. Uh oh. I even have those like vacuum seal thingies.
1: I mean, we drink a bottle in a night.
0: Well, but you also have someone to drink it with you.
1: Yeah, but if it was just me, like, three nights or two nights.
0: Yeah. I can do that once in a while, but it's super rare. Most of the time I can't.
1: Well, isn't that regrettable? It is (laughs)
0: regrettable. Well, and part of it is because I have to share the wealth, because I also have to drink beer and gin and whiskey. That's fair. You know, like. Yep. Yeah, you have to, like, commit to having it for multiple
1: days in a row. Right.
0: And that's often the hard part. Is yeah. that, like, I'll have I'll have a night where I'm like, hot damn, I need a glass of red wine. But then the next night is, like, very much a gin and tonic night. Mm. What's a girl to do? Right. It's tough. It's so tough out there.
1: Um... I would maybe consider another regrettable hobby going
0: to BJ's or Costco. <laughs> yes, absolutely. God, I hate Costco so much. I've been I've been in a fight with my husband for like a month and a half cuz we've needed to go to Costco and I keep putting it off and he's like, "But we need to go." And I'm like, "No, we never need to go ever." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sitting next to, like directly next to, three like double value size boxes of special K. <laughs>
0: well, we so we have this random room in our basement that we converted into a pantry. Yeah. And it was mostly because we buy so many things in bulk that we needed a space for it. And inside of that pantry we have a laminated spreadsheet. <laughs> No you do of the not! Things that we buy, yeah, of the things that we buy at Costco. Why is it laminated though? <laughs> so that we can check stuff off so that we know it, whether we have it or not. Oh my god. <laughs> and then we don't have to keep printing new copies of it. And oh my then god. we can reference it every time we go to Costco so that we can have we can make our Costco list faster. Oh my god. I will have it known that that was my husband's idea, uh-huh, Queen of spreadsheets, sure, <laughs> that was his idea. Uh-huh. I didn't say that I haven't had an influence on him over the years. I'm just saying that that was his idea. Oh God,
1: <laughs> definitely like finding room to store all that stuff is like
0: the most regrettable part of that hobby. It's like an even more different house puzzle. <laughs> it is. My um hell
1: closet slash recording zone is also the BJ storage area. Yep. So it, there's always like a real trick between like placing objects and also being able to sit in here and record.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: If one thing is out of place the whole thing is just gonna fall down. It's gonna be bad.
0: Yeah, that's happened in a couple of recordings. It has. It's happened before. The BJ's avalanche. Oh, uh, So real. <laughs> um, I just had a thought, and it was a really good one, and it had to do, it, I thought of it because of house puzzles. Oh, here it is. It's actually not related. So, uh, various kinds of video games fall under this yeah. category. But the one that I'm the most excited about is Planet Coaster. <laughs>
1: Oh, that is a regrettable hobby.
0: (laughs) The most regrettable part being that I never get to play it. Never. I keep trying to schedule days, like, trying to, like, put it on my calendar, practically, of, like, okay, today is my Planet Coaster day, and then there's always more important things to do.
1: The problem with Planet Coaster is, like, you need to dedicate a whole day to it because you get so wrapped up in it, and the last time I did that... I ended up not meeting the, like, requirements for the whatever challenge I was on twice. Oh, no. And it was, like, such a waste of a day because I didn't even get anything done.
0: Yeah. It was very sad. Yep. I had that happen to me once. There's this one level. I've beaten levels that are more advanced than it, but there's, like, an intermediate level that I can't beat.
1: It's so rude how it does that.
0: I know. It's because it wants me to build a specific kind of coaster with, like, a certain number of whatever the fucks, Mm -hmm. and you have to build it into a canyon, and it's too hard. Oh, I can't do that one either. Right? That one's really hard. It's way too hard. Like, it wants me to know more about physics than anyone should have to know.
1: Yeah, I want there to be a mode for that game that's like, I actually don't care that much about roller coasters, I just want to play.
0: Well, and have the fun of designing a roller coaster is designing one that'll fuck you up.
1: Like, throw them off the course?
0: Yeah, or just, like, have so much G-force. You know, like, I'm going to create this infinite drop into the canyon, and then you're just going to, like, loop-de-loop back out. And I don't care if this would kill a human person, because it looks really cool. But Planet (laughs) Coaster cares.
1: They do care.
0: They tried to make it realistic, and I'm like, yo...
1: I know. I just
0: I also, like, up.
1: always prefer to drop in one that's already been made than make one
0: myself. I See, I like designing them in theory, or at least I liked designing them when it was, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon. I just don't like yeah. the emphasis on realism.
1: Yeah, that it's like it has to reach a certain speed, but you can't pe- make people vomit more than this right. much. And, yeah, it's like a whole bunch of parameters, and it's all really rude.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't waste seven hours of my time as a responsible adult human paying bills to, like, have to respect the laws of physics.
1: No. That is so ridiculous for them to expect that
0: of us. (laughs) Now that is a regrettable hobby. (laughs) You know what else Uh. is regrettable? What? This is a gumball, and I just thought of it because I looked up at my flags. But Eurovision is my once-a-year regrettable hobby.
1: Oh! (laughs) It is a little regrettable.
0: In, like, the best way possible. Yeah. It's totally worth it. It's just one of those ones where, like, again, you pop out with the very specific knowledge, and people are like, oh.
1: Yeah, like, you can't go to work and be like, I watched Eurovision for, like, 12 hours this weekend. <laughs> right, because everyone's like,
0: I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> no one crazy. appreciates it. Never. Yeah, you know, that's the problem with hobbies, really, I think, is that, like, sometimes you just want to enjoy shit and no one appreciates it.
1: That's probably
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe a bold statement coming from someone whose entire podcast hinges around the idea of, like, throwing stones.
1: But, <laughs> but we want other people to enjoy throwing stones with us. Yeah.
0: And no one appreciates us. No. So. A couple people do. <laughs> a Hi, couple people. people do. It's true. It's like 12 people in Connecticut. Oh, it's
1: Connecticut this week. It's huh? Connecticut this week. It's <laughs> wild. Uh, well, if you are one of the lucky people who made it to the end of this podcast and you want to share some regrettable hobbies that you have, or if you want to talk about content that you refuse to watch, please tell us more about it at Hate With Us on Twitter or Hate Watch With Us at gmail.com. Uh, do not go to Hate Watch With com because it is currently down. I cannot figure out how to fix that website. So. <laughs> We'll be there again eventually someday. Uh, and if you want to check out some other content that is less regrettable than maybe this podcast has been, um, you can find all of our <laughs> friends at Thought Bubble Audio, Thought Bubble FM on Twitter or thoughtbubbleaudio.com. They have shows like Academy Rewind and Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk and some other stuff. And you should listen to them too. Yeah, uh, I think that's everything, right?
0: Yeah, that's all the stuff.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm having a I lot just of think success. The Americans with... wants too much from me.
1: I'm having a lot of sex. Se- se- <laughs> <laughs>